0: Hey, everyone. You are now listening to the Land Great Holy Land Recruiting Podcast, State Secrets, with Patrick Yen, Jay Collard,
1: and Ken James.
0: And we are back for another edition of State Secrets, recording on October 26, 2019. And uh, this is just going to be one more edition of our Recruiting Ohio State Podcast, because that's what people care about, and that's yeah. what matters here. <laughs> So, first things first, a little bit of housekeeping, guys. We are going to uh, step away from the Friday Night Fighters section a little bit. We kind of realized as a group that it it was just kind of us reading off. You know, Julian Fumling caught another 100 yards and had another couple touchdowns. What a great player he is. It's not really the most engaging content, right? It's just these guys are just... By far the best athletes at their schools and against their competition, they're pretty much going to show it every week. So unless something really spectacular happens, we're pretty much going to do away with that section. And if you guys, you know, really loved it and would like it to see it more often, you know, comment to us and we'll we'll bring it back. But for now, we're going to do away with that. In exchange, we are going to start trying to do a really big in-depth spotlight on a Ohio State recruit. And the first one we are going to do is Reed Carico, who's a a linebacker recruit, inside linebacker. Some people have him listed as an outside linebacker as well. Just going to run through his basic stats here. He's a four star guy, 9.503 composite score, 125th nationally, second inside linebacker, number five guy in Ohio, 6'3, 225 from Ironson, Ohio. He's apparently running a 4.5840. According to himself, he wants to lower that to a 4.49, which would be fantastic. Yeah. And then the strength <laughs> numbers 355 bench, 475 squat, 285 deadlift, number 28. And he's got a 4.4 GPA as a sophomore. I didn't even know that was possible. Right. But good job, studying yeah. <laughs> the books. So yeah, I mean, we got speed, we got strength, we got a little bit of smarts. What more I can smarts. ask for in you yeah. running in a linebacker? Excuse me. He's also a standout running back for his high school. I mean, it's pretty common where just your most athletic guy, you give him the ball as much as he can. Yeah. But he's he plays for the Ironton High School Fighting Tigers. They are 8-1 this year, 6-0 in their conference. In 2018, he had a host of awards. He was 2018 First Team All-OVC. That's his conference, Ohio Valley Conference. First Team All-District. 2018 All-Ohio Special Mention as well. And that year, he had 1,376 total yards and 15 touchdowns on the ground. And in this year, he's pretty much following that up just as well. He's got 116 carries for 928 yards and 16 touchdowns. 13 catches for 312 yards and 3 touchdowns along with 1 fumble record. Recovery. Pretty much from his timeline, he committed to OSU on September 7th after the Cincinnati Bearcats game.
2: Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't just Ohio State. I was looking at the list of who he was offered by. It yeah. was it was everybody, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan, LSU, Tennessee, <clears throat> Texas, Duke, Oklahoma, you name it. This, yeah. They wanted him.
1: And that uh, trajectory kind of started before the season, you know, when he was on the camp circuit this summer going around to summer camps. Now, I know they, the big uh, – Discussion is seven on seven and summer ball is not the same as right. Friday night, Saturday Shoulder pads, helmets, all that stuff. So Taking uh, hits. yeah, yeah So it, it's kind of I guess for players like this who play not that high of a level uh, Competition mm-hmm. it was great to see him get on that stage with other big-time prospects and just put up ridiculous numbers And not watch
2: just, his stock soar. Not just look like he belongs yeah. on the field stand yeah. out some too. yeah
0: so I mean even the, some other measurables he had you were talking about his, his three cone the agility drills yeah, also yeah. very stand out for yeah.
1: him especially for his 63 225 and the uh, ability to be that agile and get from sideline to sideline cuz in college football nowadays you want your linebackers to be able to cover the field the the width of the field not just the length yeah so I think that cone drill is spe- like one of those drills that coaches pay really really close attention to
2: yeah, and it shows, you know, Al Washington and Ryan Day were the guys who were in charge of recruiting him. Yeah. And you can kind of see Al Washington, like, I want this guy. Yeah. Like, please <laughs> give me this guy. We're going to work this guy out. So, obviously, great kid. Love to keep the Ohio guys. And he just, as, as Pat said kind of before we came on air, his, sometimes his technique looks a little off but he's so much more strong and just athletic than everybody and i think that just comes
1: with being the best athlete you know and and also him being the best athlete his team they want to win so they're spreading his talent around to different positions so he can't hone in on that linebacker position and the nuances that it takes to be uh
2: Especially in the, at the at the mic position right. in the middle there. Yeah,
1: that's the quarterback of the defense. Right.
0: Yeah. Just a quote from his coach. Um, he's the first guy in the weight room and the last guy to leave. He's a leader in all aspects, on the football field, in the classroom, even in the community. He's an attention to details guy, always doing something to try to better himself. I mean, it's. I feel like to me it's one of these quotes that almost every coach is going to say about their best player. Right. You know, it's not really something. But you know what? He still said it. It's still on the record.
2: right? Yeah, and well, it's exactly what I was going to say is just reading that quote, you can't tell who's talking about who in that <laughs> quote. It's, it's very generic coach speak, but you've got to earn that coach speak, right. you know, in order to – not get the, well, he needs to improve here or there. It's just all good. Yeah. Right, so in his latest game, he uh, he helped his his Fighting Tigers crush their
0: rivals, Galley Academy, 52 to nothing. And the competition that he's facing, we're not going to make any bones about it. It's right. not very good. Right. They're in like the really deep division of Ohio football. Right, Ohio, right. high school division football, pretty six, good, seven, but it's like Division seven. 6, Division 7, yeah. right? But Galley Academy was their rivals. Um, They were the defending ch- conference champions, so mm-hmm. no joke themselves. They had a 15-game winning streak coming into the game, and uh, they got beat 52 to nothing. And Carrico had a 72-yard receiving touchdown and an 18-yard rushing touchdown. So Carrico obviously doing his best to help that along.
1: That's crazy. We're talking about a linebacker commit. And we just keep talking about his offensive numbers. Like, it's crazy to just show you what type of athlete he is. <laughs> and just
2: something Ken said, I think, on if not last week's podcast, the one before, he's going out there, he's winning 52 to nothing, and everyone on that, Gallia team, knows he's coming to Ohio State yeah. and wants to show what they can do versus a guy who is going to a D1 blue Absolutely. blood program, and it didn't matter, 52 to nothing still. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, um, I think for his progression, it'll be, you know, interesting to see if the coach is down there in Ironson, because he's still in the middle of his junior year, mm-hmm. so he has one more year left in high school to see if they kind of keep him on that defensive side to let him hone in on that craft. Because, you know, a lot of the talk was him coming out of Ohio, Ohio, uh, former Ohio high school uh, linebacker comparisons, that he was probably the best one to come out since, dare I say it, Andy Castamoyer. You know, and that's like big praise. And if you are a talent like that, you're most likely going to be expected to come in and start your first year or have a significant amount of playing time. play at least. So, yeah. yeah. So for I think it's important for him to hone in on the craft of being a middle linebacker or outside linebacker or whatever his trajectory takes him. So, that's that's all I have to say about Mr. Reed.
2: Well, and it's it's a funny dichotomy too because you you, you don't really think or talk about much what is the responsibility of the high school coach to prepare the his star player for college yeah. versus continue to put his players in the best position to win their high school games? Yeah. That's all. That's got to be a hard position for somebody like this. So we'll
1: find that balance.
2: Yeah, we'll yeah. see what he does. Hopefully, they can let him stay. I I assume he'll end up inside in college. He's got the kind of frame for yeah. it. And they need to let him work on run reads, and once Larry Johnson gets his hands on him, uses you know some of that. That defensive hand motion that Larry Johnson is so famous for, you know, that's what he's going to be used for. And if he wants to go make a name for himself on Sundays, that's where he's going to do it, not running the football. Right. Okay,
0: so that's gonna be it for our first ever commit spotlight, and we'll be just doing these throughout the year, probably one, maybe two at a time, depending on how much you know information we can find on these guys. But we're gonna move on to this week's new warriors. Uh, just two of them this week. Buckeyes offer 2022 cornerback Austin Jordan, 5'11, 185 No ranking yet because he is just a sophomore. It's right. pretty hard to rank these guys right. unless you're <laughs> truly special, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. But he's from Texas. He's a Texas guy, so I mean that Texas pipeline's still working out as it has been, and he currently has. Other offers from just Baylor in Washington State right now.
2: It's just so hard for somebody in 2022 class because he might end up at 6'3", 2'15". Right. You, you just don't yeah. know <laughs> with, with guys that young. Yeah, so so it's yeah. hard. Like, to your point, Pat, it's nearly impossible to rate them.
0: So it's pretty interesting that then OSU would go out and try to you know, offer a guy like this already. That must be see something extremely special in this yeah,
1: kid. they, You know, they're professionals. They've been around this for years, on top of years. So they kind of can identify early Certain traits that players have or what they see them possibly going into, and I think that's what goes into these early offers.
2: yeah, basic basic traits and abilities yeah. not scheme based anything quite yet back to back to Austin Jordan, just another one of these guys got to be super stoked for him to get a, an OSU offer yeah. his sophomore year you know as a
1: cornerback and you see what's going on with maybe two at the most and maybe three first round. Yeah, Cornerbacks on the roster now and the lineage and history of past DBs, like, you got to be pretty stoked.
0: Second new warrior this week, uh, Andrew Moore, another cornerback he's committing as a preferred walk-on. So, I mean, no no rank for these guys, but another Ohio guy. And it kind of looks like he wants to be able to try to play on the team, but is also kind of more interested maybe in the education side of, of things for the Buckeyes. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to Bill Curlich of Bucknuts. He's like the recruiting expert for 247 on the Ohio State side of things. Right. He did a he did a little piece where he talked about where are they now from the OSU decommits of the past 4 years. So in 2019 we had Jordan Battle, Doug Nestor, dewan Mathis, Kane Patterson, samson James. For 2018 we had Emory Jones, Jaden Woodby, Andrew Chatfield, Breton Cox. 2017 we had tyjon Lindsay, Jake Moretti, Todd Sibley, Antoine Simmons, Tanny Clark, Bruce Judson. In 2016, we had Terrell Lewis, Kareem Walker, George Hill, and Tristan Wallace. And as we went through this list when we were prepping for the show, even before he saw my last comments, <laughs> Ken said immediately, what, what did you say? I said
1: they dodged a lot of bullets. You know, there's probably only about two, maybe three guys on this list that I would say they would welcome back right now if they had the chance to.
2: There's not – a. I mean, some of these guys, you look at him and you go, this is like a – like a Danny Clark was never going to be in line to be the starter here yeah. at Iowa State. He's he's yeah. filling, filling out a, a role specific. He's one of those
1: early commitment guys we talked yeah. about. He got offered as a freshman at uh, History, in Washington High School up in like Northeastern Ohio, and he pounced on that offer. And from his freshman year, he
2: just never – And I think he's one of the unfortunate souls that went and got an Ohio State tattoo and then never ended up doing anything here. Unfortunately for him, maybe he got it covered up or something. Yeah. I right, believe so, he did, yeah.
0: So, like, yeah, the only two guys that we talked about, both we lost them both to Alabama. Yeah, so, ironically. I mean, like, you know, if you lose in Alabama, that's, that's maybe that's why they're the only good ones. But it's yeah. Jordan Battle and Terrell Lewis are the yeah. only guys who are really making a name for themselves. Yeah. A lot of these guys, for one reason or another, some of them not even playing football anymore. Yeah. Some of them are at community colleges. Yeah. And, way uh,
1: more misses than hits on that list. I would put third. I would put Brent Cox I was just going to say well, that's the other guy Just on. because, yeah. you know, his five-star ranking coming out, like, he had all the intangibles. We talked about the measurements and all that stuff to uh, align him with Larry Johnson. Like, Larry Johnson could have did wonders with him. Yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just there's a couple like five star, really high four star guys on this list that yeah. just yeah. somehow by some miracle or didn't go to OSU and then ended up going somewhere else where it was kind of clear that their talent that maybe that display didn't really end up flourishing for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And a couple of these guys was there another guy, I think a running back that you said just peaked really early in Cream, yeah. yeah. Cream Walker. Yeah,
2: Kareem Walker. He was, he came out of I don't know if it was Ann Arbor or Detroit he was from. He was from New Jersey. Oh okay. Yeah, he's from New Jersey. But he ended up at Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that was that was one of the guys that was like a Michigan Ohio State battle. Yeah. And then he goes to Michigan, you kinda go, Man, he right. we let one get away and then yeah.
1: And I'm trying to think who did Ohio State sign in that class. Was that the Mike Weber? It was Mike Weber. I think it was J.K. Dobbins.
2: Oh yeah, it could have been J.K. in 2016. Just so. It was one of the running backs. It goes to show when you don't get somebody, a place like Ohio State, most of the time can still fill that role. Now, of course, this year that's the one position we're talking about filling is the running back position. But another example of you may not get the five-star, but Ohio State can turn the— the four star into a five star yeah. once they get on campus. Right. Yeah,
0: and same thing with Chris Olave. Yeah. Right? We yeah. missed out on two wide receivers yeah. that we really wanted and then yeah. Chris Olave is better than both the guys that ended up going elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh a three star guy.
1: Yeah. I think that rank not to get off topic, but I think that ranking had to do with him, you know, he transferred a couple schools in high school and had to sit out a whole season and that, you know, took away from him notably notably being a bigger, uh, higher rated prospect and It just shows, you know, we talked about uh, with the early offers and stuff with the coaches having to see something in those prospects. Ryan Day out there checking out uh, Jack Tuttle, Mm -hmm. I think, that's at Indiana. But uh, he's out there checking out Tuttle, and he just sees this slender wide receiver looking like a a young Terry Glenn out there. And he's like, who's this kid? Does his research, and lo and behold, it's Chris Olave. Thank goodness it is. (laughs) That's That's a
0: really awesome story. But we're going to move on to, like, the front page rumor mill, which is just the news and the rumors that are coming out. First things first, as a nice little wrap-up to a story that we talked about in length last week is Mookie Cooper. He is officially accepted into OSU. Not a surprise, but it's a nice little ending to the story. Unfortunately, he was ruled ineligible by Missouri, couldn't play a senior season, but he's an OSU guy, and he's officially an OSU guy now. Yeah, so, good for him just yeah. to
2: kind of get some closure on it I think he yeah. probably even though he can't play he at right. least there's no nothing out there waiting to happen now yeah. it's just time. So yeah,
1: just lock in now, keep your head down and start that grind and be ready to come in here uh, in January cuz I think he still cuz that was the whole situation Right, January. Right. No, whole point or yeah, so, just to graduate early. Yeah. And you so.
2: probably I mean the chances of him getting hurt now are a lot smaller. Yeah. Knock on wood somewhere. inside. Yeah. <laughs> <the head.
0: laughs> All right, so moving on from that, 2021 four-star cornerback Ja'Calyn Johnson puts OSU in his top six, along with Georgia, Florida, Oregon, Notre Dame, and
2: Oklahoma. More DB talent. Yeah,
1: and I know he's from that same area as uh, Jamison Williams and Cam Brown. I think that will have to do with uh, a lot of their success in that area, how those uh, two players develop. Especially
2: Cam Brown. Yeah, Cam Brown's looking yeah. good. And yeah. then, you, yeah, you call back home and tell yeah. people, hey, look what I'm doing. You right. come do it too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just seems if we hit on all of
0: these guys, there's just going to be i mean almost too many people in that cornerback room. But currently, the crystal ball prediction has them at 50% OSU and then 50% undecided. So yeah. OSU kind of the leader there. Uh, 2020 four-star strong side defensive end princely umen mylen hopefully i did not say that completely <laughs> wrong he decommitted from texas this week he's the 11th ranked strong side defensive end in the class not really an osu target right now osu doesn't have an offer for him i don't know if he's really been mentioned in osu circles at all but he himself said i'm interested in, in ohio state because their d-line has been dominant and obviously that is correct and could be an interesting little pickup for OSU. OSU didn't have to go out to get somebody. Somebody is coming to them. And uh, there's only one defensive end in this class, Ty Hamilton, so yeah. OSU should be looking for another one.
1: They should I think they'll put out some fillers and see if are you really about it or are you just talking? Probably trying to see if he can come in on the unofficial to see if he's like about it and then go forward from there with the official setup and then
2: that's probably when they'll start going on the attack to see if they can uh, really man and with a guy like this, you kind of wonder, too, is this just a reflection of Texas not being what he thought they might be? You know, they right. just struggled with Kansas. Yeah. They lost Oklahoma. So, I I mean, you hope it's not that fickle of a thing, but maybe he's seeing a way out and saying, yeah. hey, come look at me. Maybe I'll go end up uh, up north in Columbus. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, the number one target, I believe, that's been mentioned is Tyler Barron. yeah to fill that other defensive end role. Technically, mm-hmm. Jacob Cohen is also defensive end. He says he wants to play defensive end, but everyone is projecting him as a defensive tackle, but still a lot of room to, to grow in that area. And, yeah. you know, with Larry Johnson, why wouldn't you want to come here? Right. Last one we're going to see is, uh, Jameer Gibbs, the running back. He's a 2020 guy, four star, and he's just seen his stock just shoot up, yeah. right? He's going to be in town for the Maryland game. And we'll talk about it then too. But right now, running back is such an important position for the 2020 class. Mm-hmm. Some people say, you know, not really, because in the, the guys we already have here are very good. The guys we could have in 2021 could be very good. Yeah. Haven't missing a year. Not a huge deal, but you never like to have a position go completely empty, right. right? So this guy, he's currently committed to Georgia Tech, but nobody sees that sticking. It's unfortunate for Georgia Tech, yeah. and we had talked about a couple of weeks ago how Rutgers originally had Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor yeah. both committed to Rutgers, and then obviously <laughs> when the bigger programs came calling, right. he left. That's just the unfortunate nature of... You know, when you're a small school. But Alabama just offered this guy.
2: Apparently, that was the one he was waiting for. Yeah, yeah, that was the big one. We had kind of—Ohio State was, you know, trying to reach down there and see if they can't pluck him. But I think from what I'm hearing, he wanted the Alabama offer a lot. And now you got it. There's a little twinge of worry about if he's going there or not. It's going
1: to be real tough. But then, I mean, you have to look at— Bama's depth at running back like they have a five-star and Trey Saunders. That's not even playing this year because he's injured. Yeah, so he'll, he'll Be speaking, a red, red know, shirt next yeah, year Yeah. So he'll be a red shirt freshman next year on top of the other young guys that they have there that like the room is loaded Probably even I would say more loaded than Ohio State's room.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know that's I don't mean to cut you off cam, but yeah. we start to look at without trying to Bring it down too much in the running back room Master Teague could be gone after next year. Yeah, rest sophomore And yeah, so, yeah. all of a sudden, it's Steel Chambers and Marcus Crowley and blank. Yeah. So, somebody needs to get in there. Yeah. Hopefully, it can be a Gibbs, yeah. somebody like that. But
1: I actually think he likes Georgia Tech more than, you know, really knowing. Like, I know I read an article that says he really loves what Georgia Tech is doing. I mean, they just got another commitment from another four-star, decent type of prospect. And their overall class is ranked 25th in the nation. So, I, I think uh, – I think he, I, I think he'll absolutely flip, but I think it'll be a harder decision than we think it will be.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. A, a lot of these kids like to go somewhere and be the beginning of right. the re- recurrence of something, and yeah. after a hundred years of what it seemed like a triple option down there, he can be. <laughs> be something else yeah
0: yeah i mean there's something to be said about being a a big fish in a in a little pond you know a lot of times people say that negatively but he could just be just another alabama running back or he could be a georgia tech legend right when you think of georgia tech you think of this guy yeah you know and that, that that that's a that's a possibility but we'll be definitely looking around for him lsu and florida have also offered him along with osu and alabama like we had talked about And uh, that's pretty much it for the, you know, front page rumor mill kind of stuff. We're going to move on to our our next section, which is who's coming to town. We always like to do this for the OSU home games. And this is, you know, when people were marking their calendars, it was this Michigan State and Penn State as the big recruiting weekends for OSU. So this is number two or three and uh, a decent amount of recruits coming in this town for this week. Not as many as Michigan State. Michigan State, there was like 30 plus, right? Unreal. But this one, not quite as many, but it's a lot of highly ranked guys. Makes it just as important, right? Right. So starting with the five star guys Jack Sawyer, Paris Johnson Jr. going to be here. They're always here. They're already committed. <laughs> not to say we don't care about them, but right. they're
2: not yeah. really the targets. They'll yeah. be here next week to or not, With you recruit- know, every other yeah. game. Yeah. They'll and be there, they'll so. be here they're next here. year. and Hopefully this. recruiting. That's, yeah,
1: I believe that's what they're doing. They're, they had their recruiting hats on yeah. big time.
0: They'll, now there's two big, big, big ones that are going to be here. Also five-star guys. So we got the 2021 number one athlete, Emeka Egbuka, is going to be there. We talked about a little bit about him last week, but that athlete tag is not... Not just for show. Right. He's a he's a freak. Oh yeah.
2: You can't. It's it's one of the guys. You can't really pinpoint what you want from him. He's just good at everything. everything. So why why you know pigeonhole him to running back, wide yeah. receiver, slack at whatever. Right.
0: And then another hyper athletic guy is going to be the number one all purpose back, Will Shipley. This is a new one. He's also coming into town. Obviously a five star as the number one all purpose back. Right. But let's let's talk a little about what, what, Will Shipley. He
2: is. There's a lot of rumors going around about him where a lot of schools want to give him scholarship but they want him to play slot receiver and he does not want that to happen. He wants to be a running back and he was told by Ohio State if you come here you will be a running back. I think that really gives OSU oh, yeah. a a little bit of an advantage with somebody like Will Shipley. Yeah,
1: I didn't know about that layer. That layer is big time as we just I think last week we talked about Lorenzo Styles, mm-hmm. you know the wide receiver quarterback um, debate with him and this slot running back debate with Will Shipley of Ohio State is saying that i think ryan day has developed a perception of he's really a man of his word you know most of these college coaches will feed you lines just to get you on campus to get you on that roster and i think with ryan day if he says that it's genuine so
2: and just i mean if you just look at it from the outside ohio state's not really in need of a wide receiver, right? you running back way <laughs> more. All, yeah. So when you have a guy, you may be able to get your hands on by telling him he can be in the running back room. Eventually, if he want, is going to be a slot receiver, let him make that decision, yeah. a la Braxton Miller, something right. like that. So I, I think... OSU is very smart in the way they're recruiting Will Shipley right Absolutely. now. Absolutely.
0: Right, so the crystal ball right now has them at NC State fifty percent, Notre Dame fifty percent, but it's still very early. Yeah. yeah. In in his recruiting cycle, so that will most likely change, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely another huge one to keep an eye on. I mean, if we start piling up these five stars in this 2021 class, people talking about Clemson's class this year is going to be crazy with six five stars. It's very possible OSU matches that with just the name, number of names that we got going on, the people that are very interested in OSU. Yeah. Okay. So another now there's going to be one more five star guy, and this one is kind of crazy how that he's a five star already, and that's going to be 2022 athlete CJ Hicks. So we just talked about how 2022 it's so hard to be ranked because you can add 50 pounds and like like five, six, seven inches between your sophomore year and your senior year. This guy is already a five star athlete.
1: He's already like 6'2", 220. Yeah. Like, he already has that specimen, you know, that physical specimen advantage. I believe he goes to Kettering Altar in the Dayton area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if he's just a running back or probably not. They probably, you know, disperse his talent around to different positions vis-a-vis the athlete title, you feel know I me? Mean? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I guess it's just it's great for Ohio State to get in early, especially on local talent, local Catholic talent. Because, uh, you know, we talked about the GCL before. That league typically sends their players to Notre Dame. Yeah. And the SEC surrounding schools like Tennessee, Kentucky, and whatnot. So uh, for them to get in early on this type of to- uh,
0: top five nationally.
1: Yeah, you he's going
2: to be top five. Top five. For sure. like,
1: yeah, it's absolutely great for them to get in this early on him.
0: Okay, now we're going to move on to the four-star guys. No less important, but it's going to be 2021 defensive tackle Damon Payne Jr., who's a Michigan guy, yeah. which would be another great heist in <laughs> the state of Michigan. <laughs> and cornerback Deuce Chestnut is also going to be there. And uh, in, in addition, already committed Jack Miller and Grant Tuton, also going to be in attendance.
2: Good, guys. I, I just can't help but love the name Deuce Chestnut. I don't know what it <laughs> is. I just I want that guy for all-name team as much as anything else (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then lastly we're gonna hit these three
0: stars just two more guys here and then uh, another one unranked but we'll talk about him later 2021 cornerback Jordan Hancock and 2021 offensive tackle Caleb Tiernan will also be in attendance and then finally there's gonna be another 2022 guy and that's Caden Saunders is also gonna be at the game unranked unranked sophomore not a surprise no no shots at him right that doesn't really mean anything for him but he's another Ohio guy another central Ohio guy too
1: I've heard about him since, you know, this spring that he's coming out of Westerville South. He's probably supposed to be the best prospect to come out of there since uh, Jalen Gill that's already on campus. Yeah. So, uh, that's a lot of uh, a hype to live up to with Jalen Gill. He was an All-American Yeah. everything yeah. for the Wildcats. So, um, I'll keep an eye, you know, to see the progression he starts to make as um those rankings start to get adjusted.
2: And whatnot. Well and how he adjusts to having those rankings yeah. and, and what that means for how his recruiting process goes. Yeah. But yeah, I think Caden Saunders has most a lot of
0: offers already from most of the big ten schools mm-hmm. and like pretty much all the schools around around the area. And we'll we'll see what where he go, ends up, you know. I mean, still quite a bit away. He, right. where, I mean, if we do this for multiple years, we'll be talking about him next year and right. and then the and year, and year after year that after, as well.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just a lot of time for these these uh these sophomores, man. All right, so we're gonna end this off with our rival watch. Just a couple names here that I wanted to point out. The big one being Eric Gilbert. He's the five-star <laughs> tight end, surprise commitment to LSU. This guy's a top ten guy in 2020, and this actually puts LSU at number three overall according to 247. So they've jumped OSU. OSU
2: has fallen to four, but the big news is just that nobody saw LSU coming. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Yeah. It was just a couple <laughs> of days ago. I'm watching crystal balls roll in four, five, ten crystal balls, yeah. all 100% Alabama, and then nothing. I, I right. can't remember when I've seen such smoke around a recruit, and then all of a sudden something changed. And yeah. you just kind of <laughs> wonder at this point. We don't know what that yeah. thing is.
1: I don't I know. Uh... Been, there's a couple articles out there that's saying uh, Eric was pretty much in-house. Like, he didn't do a bunch of interviews, not real big on social media like most recruits nowadays. So yeah. I think most of those crystal balls were just just off of what the analysts thought. Because I don't think they had any concrete evidence at all that showed he was going to be that thoroughly committed to Alabama. Because LSU wasn't even the second pick. You know, as we talked about, it was Georgia. It's really surprising. I mean, and I'm happy he didn't go to Alabama, because <laughs> yeah, uh, as great as uh, Clemson's uh, number one ranked class is or will be, if he would have committed to Alabama, Alabama would have jumped Clemson for the number one spot. So, yeah. So I'm. T- I think I think LSU will come back down to earth after Mr. Burrow leaves. I guess it's cool that he's going there, but I just don't hope. I just hope he doesn't live up to that fast best tight end. In 24 uh, 7 composite rankings history at LSU, especially if they end up playing Ohio State down the road. <laughs> you got to assume
2: guys like this have people in his ears saying, don't go to LSU because you're watching what's happening this year. You know, you smart people are telling them, you got to look at who the quarterback recruit in your class is going to be or yeah. the other wide receiver recruits, you know, and it's, yeah, it just, it, this whole thing shocked me still. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of these times the crystal balls, they're not just the
0: analysts but it's a lot of times they they're talking to these athletes they're talking to their parents their friends but right. like you said i guess eric gilbert was just not one of these guys right. that was really making his intentions known at all
1: right yeah
0: and then stuff like this happens <laughs> so last thing we're going to talk about then it's going to talk about three-star 2020 wide receiver dakota thomas committing to minnesota you know there's a couple other guys that committed to other schools in the big ten nothing really big but we did want to focusing on dakota thomas for a specific reason right
1: yeah um he's from the state of georgia that uh down south speed, so to speak. To get a talent like that, even though he's a three-star, up to all the way to Minnesota, because he had other SEC offers. And to get him out of SEC territory, I think that's big time for PJ Fleck, and showing what he's starting to build and rowing that boat. Yeah, they're rowing Minnesota. the boat. <laughs>
2: Undefeated still. Yeah. And it's that's one of the things that keep that kind of thing up. And all of a sudden, it won't be such a surprise when they snag somebody from Georgia or right. Florida or Texas or wherever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, good on him. You don't you don't worry too much about him coming in beating Ohio State or At anything all. like yeah. that. But, yeah. you know, it, it goes to show that even a team like Minnesota still carries some weight or starting to carry a little bit of weight yeah. down south.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, and that's going to be it for our October 26th edition of State Secrets. Guys,
0: hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back next week. And that was this week's State Secrets with Patrick Yen. Jake
1: Collar. And Ken James.
0: Tune in next week for even more Ohio State recruiting news.